afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us today at the Provincial Emergency Coordination Center for today's update on Alberta's wildfires. We will begin with remarks from Colin Blair, Executive Director with the Alberta Emergency Management Agency, and from Christy Tucker, Information Unit Manager with Alberta Wildfire. We will then proceed with taking questions from the media. Go ahead, Colin. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Alberta continues to be under a provincial state of emergency, and the Provincial Emergency Coordination Centre remains at a level four. In addition to the provincial state of emergency, there are 20 states of local emergency, as well as four ban council resolutions and 13 evacuation orders are in place. This morning, Yellowhead County updated its evacuation order. The evacuation order is lifted for the hamlet of Evansburg and the rural areas east, north, and south of Wildwood. The evacuation order remains for the hamlet of Wildwood, Lobstick Resort, Hansonville, Highway 16A, areas south of Highway 16 from Range Road 81 to Reno Road, and Highway 16A to Range Road 75. These are just a few key updates, but a comprehensive listing of all affected communities is available online at alberta.ca. We are continuing to work very closely with local officials in all affected communities to get personnel, resources, and equipment where they are needed. I want to remind everyone that the situation can change rapidly, and it's important that residents in affected communities remain in touch with their local authorities. While there has been some rain and cooler temperatures, we remind everyone that the situation can change rapidly. Those who are on evacuation alert should pack important medication and documents and enough food and supplies for a minimum of three days and be prepared to bring any pets. We strongly encourage all Albertans to download the Alberta Emergency Alert app so they get immediate notification with critical information about imminent threat to life safety. At this time, the estimated number of evacuees is at just over 17,861, which is a decline from 24,000 yesterday. Evacuees have registered at 15 reception centres, and I continue to encourage all evacuees to register. Registering will make it easier to get help and resources, and it will also make it easier for us to get important information to evacuees, including status updates and re-entry information. Those who require assistance can also call 310-4455 for wildfire and evacuee-related information. I encourage people to stay in contact with local municipal communication channels. They will have the most up-to-date information about the local situation. Last night, the Alberta government held a virtual town hall for evacuees. There were a number of questions, and I'd like to highlight a few. There were questions about the emergency evacuation payments. These payments are available to evacuees who have been out of their home due to a mandatory evacuation order of a cumulative total of seven days or more. There were questions from evacuees worried about potential scams related to their, their evacuation payments. I want to emphasize that the government of Alberta will not request any personal banking information via email. If you receive any suspicious emails, you can call 310-4455 to verify if it's valid. Evacuees can also get into any local Alberta support center 
to apply for the evacuation payment if you are uncomfortable doing so online. Evacuees also wanted to know when they will be able to return home. I know this is an incredibly stressful situation, having to suddenly leave home due to wildfire danger and then having to stay with family, friends, or at an evacuation centre. This will take time, but officials are working as quickly as possible while continuing to ensure residents are kept safe. We know this is a difficult time. For anyone who is struggling, help is available. 211 provides free medical health resources that can be accessed from anywhere in the province. I want to remind everyone that the Alberta government is holding a virtual teletown hall for evacuees every night at 7.30 p.m. to answer questions and connect residents to resources. The number for evacuees to call is 1-833-380-0691. Thank you. And I would now like to turn things over to Christy from Alberta Wildfire for more information about the situation. Thank you, Colin. There are 78 wildfires in the forest protection area of Alberta right now. 24 of those are burning out of control. And so far this year, we've had 421 wildfires burning 410,000 hectares. For context, that's about double the average area burned for the entire wildfire season. And it's only May 10th. Many parts of the province have seen showers and thunder showers over the last couple of days, but the north of the province remains warm and dry. Tomorrow, we expect low humidity and high temperatures in the northern boreal, which could make wildfires more active up there. Albertans may see more smoke and activity on wildfires as it warms up towards the weekend. Even though it's been cooler, we continue to get new wildfires starting up, which we are able to target with initial attack. We've been successful in fighting those wildfires while they're small before they grow. And through this break in the weather, we've been getting ready. Firefighters have been working hard, preparing for more challenging conditions, building fire breaks around communities, and making use of fresh firefighters coming in from outside the province. We've sent out teams from BC, Ontario, Quebec, the Yukon, New Brunswick, Oregon, and Alaska. Today, more than 80 firefighters have landed from Quebec, Ontario, and New Brunswick. Given the current situation, we strategically grouped many individual wildfires into what we call complexes. We can assign a team to manage a complex, which means they can efficiently use resources to tackle several wildfires in the same area. For the latest information about current wildfires in Alberta, including some details on individual wildfires of note or complexes of note, please visit the Alberta Wildfire Status page and you can look at our interactive map. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. We will begin with questions from media here in the room and then move to reporters on the phone. Please state your name and outlet. Um, you'll have one question and one follow-up. And here in the room, please move to the microphone on the right-hand side of the room. Hi, it's Nicole from CTV News. 
I just wanted to ask if you have any more details about the situation near um, Drayton Valley. Obviously, a lot of people still hoping to get into their homes soon. What are the challenges in that area? What are you trying to overcome? What needs to happen before people can be let in in that area? Hi, Nicole. I think we're both going to take a shot at this question for you. So, um, I think uh, Drain Valley is now moving into a stage where they are looking at re-entry planning. There is still activity ongoing with respect to making sure that the wildfire situation is under control, uh, but preparations are underway to uh, to, to look at re-entry. So I'll just ask Christy to see if she's got any additional information on the wildfire. Yeah, just the latest on, on that fire. It's currently 3,500 hectares in size, still classified as out of control. Uh, we do have firefighters, helicopters, and heavy equipment all working on this fire. Uh, we do have air tankers available uh, if uh, there's an opportunity to use them. Uh, we have a wildland urban interface crew that are helping, uh, working with structural firefighters there. And uh, additional resources for the county working on that site. Uh, the general plan is, is establishing a defense line along the uh, highway, and they've had success in steering the fire south of the community. So uh, it's, uh, the work there continues, of course, trying to put out the fire and make sure that uh, it's a safe situation for, for our colleagues in AMA to in, invite people back home. Follow-up question? And I guess if you have any message for evacuees from that community, I guess some have said that uh, we've seen online that they've offered to help and they want to do something. They're feeling helpless, like they want to get involved. Uh, what would you say to them? I'd say two things. Uh, the, the first one, of course, is uh, to, to be patient. Um, it's going to take some time. And uh, they're not actually going to start moving on re anything on reentry re until things are under control. The second item is with respect to volunteering. And we have on our alberta.ca site, we have a, a location where people can go and uh, send an email in uh, that, uh, that will go into a queue. We'll send an immediate response to people to let them know that we've received it. But I'll just say this is that... Uh, we do not want to overwhelm the local authorities, the emergency operations center or the incident commander as they take the action that's required. So people may find that they've put their email in and not get a response uh, because folks are very much focused on the resources that they have in hand and the efforts that they need to move to reentry. Any other questions here in the room? Okay, we'll move to the phone. Operator, can you put uh, the first caller through? Thank you, yes. Arthur Green, Western Standard. Good day. Thank you for, for taking my question. Uh, I noticed that you said that 17,000 people uh, right now remain evacuated. Uh, yesterday, that number was around 24,000, 25,000. Uh, can you just let me know where those, where those people return home to? So the number that's provided is an is an estimate that's based upon what we've uh, seen come into reception centers. It's also based on the estimates of the number of people that we've seen evacuate. 
as well as the number of evacuation orders that have ended to allow people to re-enter. So the, the number is going to change every day, and that's going to be based upon our estimations of people that are evacuated. As far as the accuracy of that number, I said it's an estimate because people are going to re-enter uh, when evacuation orders have ended on their own time. We do not expect people will go back all immediately. Uh, some are with family and friends and will take their time to return uh, as they see fit. So we'll continue to report on this number uh, as a general estimate as to the number of people that are evacuated from the communities. Follow-up question? Uh, perfect. Just as, just as a follow-up question, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge right now for firefighters? Um, I think the firefighters are certainly getting a, a, a better uh, leg up than they, they had seen in the previous week. Um, I think ch the challenge is certainly we want to avoid um, burnout. Uh, we have firefighters who have been working on this situation for a very long time. We're very happy to have uh, uh, new resources coming in uh, from our colleagues across Canada and colleagues in the United States. And I think that's going to be um, a much-needed boost for our firefighters who have been at this, um, some of them around the clock, uh, for, for quite a while quite a long time now. So I think we want to make sure that our firefighters are fresh and, and approaching the fire uh, with just as much vigor as they always do, uh, particularly as we're going into uh, quite a heavy weekend potentially. Thanks, Christy. Operator, can you uh, put for, through the next reporter? Thank you. Angela Amato, Canadian Press. Hi there. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Um, I'm just wondering if there have been any issues with residents attempting to get through barricades or go against evacuation orders. Well, thanks for the question, Angela. There has not been significant reports. Uh, this has not been a significant issue. We are urging people to follow the evacuation order and listen to the local authorities. So I would assume that there may be some people attempting to do this. There are police of jurisdiction in location. And I would just, again, appeal to everybody to listen to the municipality, the local authority, and, and follow the evacuation order as required. Follow-up question? Uh, yeah, so um, we've heard some people who have offered help in the form of water trucks and uh, transporting fuel, but that their help has been turned down. Um, can you tell me why that might be? Angela, I don't know the specifics of the or the details of uh, what you're providing. I, I, I would suggest that if, if people are looking to provide support, donations, uh, Vol volunteer that they go to the alberta.ca website and uh, we have provided an email address that they can provide that information to us so that we can assess the needs and then if we require the assistance we will get in contact with them reporter can you put through the operator can you put through the next reporter yes kathy mcdonnell global mail 
Hi there. Um, so with the next few days getting warmer in certain areas like Grand Prairie, I was wondering about uh, what protection measures are in place to address uh, the fires. Certainly. I've touched on some of the measures that firefighters have been taking across the province as we're getting ready. Um, they have been taking advantage of the lower fire behavior that we've seen because of the humidity and lower temperatures across the province. Those are things like building fire breaks around communities. Uh, that is scraping down to the ground and, and making it more difficult for a fire to cross a particular area. Uh, sometimes active fire behavior can interfere with the ability of firefighters to get close to a wildfire. We have to maintain the safety of all Albertans, and that includes firefighters too. So we uh, have been able to make use of the lower wildfire activity by helping to reinforce some of those fire guards with communities that we've been working on. As I said, we've been, um, you know, moving resources around, uh, working with them, some of our, our colleagues that have come into the province and just preparing in, in that way to make sure that we are, uh, we have fresh teams on site and we're able to take on any new challenges. Follow-up question? That's good. Thank you. Um, any other questions from reporters here in the room? Okay, let's go back to the lines. Operator, can you put through the next reporter? Thank you. Joel Bouchard, Radio Canada. Hi, yeah, thank you for taking my question. I would like to know what's the planification for the future steps right now. I know like there was preparation, uh, but like you're getting ready for the big temperature. What's the plan? We will continue to um, fight fire the way we fight fire all season long, and that is looking to our priorities. Number one priority is human life and protecting communities. So we need to ensure that we are looking at the, at the um, weather forecasts, we're looking at fire behavior forecasts, we're looking very closely at where the map is showing us there's a potential for blow-up behavior and where we're expecting to get uh, the heat. And so we can strategically move firefighters and resources around the province where we are expecting more behavior to show up. And we'll ensure, of course, that our reinforcements are there. And the province has made it clear that we'll have all the resources that we need in order to tackle this wildfire season. Follow-up question? Uh, yes. Do you have any news about the help from the federal army that's coming and how you plan to um, manage that? We are already working very closely with the Canadian Armed Forces. We have a plan and we're ready to go. But that's hey. all I can say. Thank you. I think that's it for questions. Any last questions here in the room? Okay. Operator, any more questions on the phone? There are no additional calls on the phone. Okay. Thank you, everyone. That's all the time we have for today. Please note that there will be a media situation report distributed later today, and we will have this availability again tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thank you.